Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers, and welcome to the podcast. Before we dive into the meat and juice of this episode, I want to take a moment and express some gratitude to the internet. The internet is a really special place. (laughs) Many of us, including me, wouldn't have really discovered Tantra or sacred sexuality if it weren't for this incredible invention. And none of you would be listening to these words right now if it weren't for the gift of the internet. So I love the internet. Thank you to the internet gods. And I deeply desire to expand beyond it, to experience more real life love, community, and connection in 2023. This year, I am committed to creating more in-person opportunities than ever before, and I would be so grateful for you to join me. So I have a consistent stream of diverse upcoming events, workshops, gathering retreats, and conscious play opportunities, all of which can be found on my website, www.talktantratome.com. And then under the events tab, you can see all the juicy things that are coming up. So check that out. Can't wait to give you a big squeeze in real life. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with Nadine Lee. She is a teacher of tantric arts and feminine embodiment, and she is also the author of the new book, Sex Priestess, which I am so excited to check out and absolutely adore the name of. So I'm just really grateful for her content uh, and so appreciative that she's here on the podcast to offer her perspective of a living and expansive life. So thank you for being here, Nadine. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your journey with becoming a teacher of tantric arts and feminine embodiment? How did you discover this passion and purpose? Mm. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So... Oh, yeah, it really started, I kind of write about this actually in the book, you know, the first kind of chunk of the first chapter is really my story. And it really, I talk a lot about how this path, I feel, it sounds cliche, but it's like it found me, you know, like I didn't seek out this path. Like it was kind of, when I look back, like it was always going to be the path that I walked and it took me many years to really come to terms with that. You know, I had to break down so many conditionings and who I thought I was going to be and what I thought I would be doing in my life um, to really answer the call and walk this path. But it really started, you know, as young as six years old and um, having a deep fascination with God and spirit realms and simultaneously 
this deep attunement to my sexual energy and the orgasmic energy, you know, at such a young age. And um, because of, I feel, you know, how attuned I was to that energy at such a young age, I actually um, was sexually abused at, at the age of seven. And so it was almost like, you know, just this erotic innocence super tapped into this this erotic power that is you know our orgasmic energy our sexual energy that we're all we're all born with and then it really being kind of stripped of me you know at only a few years later and from that sexual abuse really you know the shame that got imprinted from that and then the the um trauma response of dissociation and I really spent basically from that like my whole childhood up until around the early 20s when I discovered Tantra, very out of my body, very disassociated, experiencing, you know, all sorts of things like depression, anxiety. Um, and, yeah, so it was really from that, you know, not like from living in such a disconnected way for so many years, I finally found the path of tantra meditation and yoga which was the the missing link that really helped me finally start to feel safe in my body again and heal those core wounds you know around sexual abuse and um yeah start that journey of descension you know inhabiting the physical form and that I feel is the feminine path so that's been my path and that's kind of what I share now with other women you know yeah. yeah, beautiful. I love that you brought up this idea of erotic innocence because it's something that I deeply identify with. Like I remember always being a sexual being. There wasn't like a moment that I learned about sex and then like slowly found myself in eroticism. It was like always a part of my being even as like a young child and also had similar experiences of like feeling that abused in multiple contexts in several points of my life. And also just having that shame too. Like I grew up in a pretty conservative background. So it's like feeling the power of that and also the shame. And yeah, similarly, when I first started like working with Tantra, like for myself, I was very on the DL about it. Like I didn't mm. share it with people. I would like use Tantra with my partners and wouldn't tell them like what I was doing. Like I'd use different like intentional techniques and breath techniques and just like, wouldn't tell them. Mm. Um, and it really, and then I even started working in the space. I didn't tell anyone about it until like a full year into the work. And then it became like, wow, this is so powerful that it's actually like my duty to start talking about this, but it is a sort of coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I don't know if you feel called to speak anymore into that, like that parallel of the erotic innocence and the shame, but then finding your way out with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a similar experience, you know, I actually started you know, I found the yoga and the tantra and was doing that as a practice and had no intention to teach it one day. Um, but, you know, I actually started working. The first kind of work I was doing with women was more body image um, and working with nutrition. So because one of the manifestations of me being completely disembodied was eating disorders and 
depression and all the things. So I was like, okay, I need to heal this. So I studied nutrition and started helping women with similar issues. And from that, I started working with a lot of retreat planners. Oh, not retreat planners. Like I was working on retreats um, as the caterer. And, you know, I was like making the food for all these retreats. And all of my clients were sacred sexuality retreats, tantra retreats. And it just like, that was the main clientele coming to me. And I ended up, you know, dating one of the guys that was running the, you know, he was a well-known tantra teacher in Australia. And he was always, you know, like wanting me to come from the kitchen and like come into the retreat and sit in. I was like, no, like, this is just like, I'm just going to, you do your thing over there. Like, I'm just going (laughs) to stay in the kitchen. Like, I don't want to go down that weird path and I like really really judged this path and then it was like eventually it just kept coming teachers like high level teachers were just flooding to me like magnetizing to me towards me um a lot of older women tantricas and then you know I was dating that guy for a while and it was just like I wasn't seeking out these teachers and so I just was like okay I surrender. I'm just going to let, you know, let the universe do its thing and just let what wants to happen unfold. And so, um, but yeah, it was a process of coming out, you know, and like, yeah, releasing, it was like, obviously the shame from what happened, but then the shame around like, wow, like this is actually where my power is and this is what I'm here to do. And it's a taboo topic. So there's another layer of shame to work through and, um, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of us that have experienced abuse sexually and like there's like an enormous amount of women, like an insane majority of women that have experienced some level of non-consensual sexual manipulation or coercion or assault. And it reminds me of the metaphor of like a moth being drawn to the light. And that's really what our sexuality is. And so I think that like, there's this moment of recognizing, like, if you were a victim of this or a survivor in one way or another, it's because there's a lot of power there. And there's like this really beautiful opportunity to reclaim that. And I love that that's like a piece of, I think, you know, both of our, both of our pieces of work. Um, so this takes us to your book as well. And so I'd love to hear more about sex priestess and the birth of that. Yeah. So it really is the journey, you know, the hero's journey or heroine's journey, this book from, yeah, like moving from victim to victor, you know, like taking that source of pain and trauma and through years of deep inner work and all the trials and tribulations on the way, on the journey, turning that into the greatest source of power. And like, that's kind of like my main message with it really underneath it all is um, not letting you, what has happened to you define you, you know, like alchemizing that and turning that into your power because it's often where your power lies is in those parts, you know, that we, the darkest parts that we've experienced or the shame that we've experienced. So that's really the undertone of it. And, um, and then it's really like, you know, the term sex priestess, it's like, I see it as interchangeable with Tantra. It's sexuality and 
spirituality merging. So it's been like, and I, that's what Tantra, you know, is all about is merging the, the polar opposites. And um, I feel, you know, that archetype of the sex priestess, it's really, for me, it's been that the journey of merging those two parts of me, you know, the spirit and the sex, like, masculine feminine dark and light all dualities and yeah. how how that has unfolded in in my own journey so um and for others to really reclaim both sides of them like not having to feel the need to choose between like sex or spirit or light and dark it's like or masculine feminine no it's like the integration piece of all of it coming home mm. into love and that's really the big teachings and wisdoms and practices that are really like in the book and um you know we start with the purification process you know going into from the beginning you know helping women clear out like why they're they might not be feeling safe in their bodies so looking at like traumas looking at processes that I've learned along the way to help clear and arrive back into the body and then you know bringing in um different sexual healing practices that you can do like on your own as a woman you know yeah. and I think that's one of the biggest pieces especially for women who have experienced sexual abuse it's like I feel that's taking it into your own hands is incredibly empowering you know like having tools like the jade egg or the yoni wand to release trauma release um stuck tension from your body from your yoni that is yeah like incredibly healing and I think a lot of women you know end up going to people for like I was one of them like I went to get yoni massages to heal you know the what happened to me but it ended up re-traumatizing me (laughs) and I've heard this a lot you know so when there is that level of trauma it's like you really need to be discerning and I feel doing the self-healing first is has is really the most empowering and then when you feel like more in your body and more attuned to your boundaries then going and maybe seeking out someone if you feel safe with them to receive your any massage or whatnot yeah. so there's yeah deep practices around that yeah yeah that's super powerful I had a similar experience where I went to a DACA or like a male tantric practitioner. And he basically completely like crossed my boundaries and assaulted me. And I shared super vulnerably this on the podcast, like a little over a year ago, if people want to go back and find it, it's something along the lines of I was assaulted by my tantra teacher. But um, in that episode, I go into deeper of like how to screen someone if you are looking for support, what to look for, how to be discerning. And I definitely resonate with Unidine in this this idea that like we get to reclaim the ability to like heal and work on ourselves and be our own guru or our own teacher or our own guide. And that's not to say that like since that experience, I haven't had amazing like mirrors and professionals and body workers and coaches that have like taken me a lot deeper, but it's, it's definitely come from a, a much more secure place and trusting myself. Cause I think that that's like the biggest piece is that 
we're taught to like trust everyone outside of ourselves and to look at the authority rather than finding that authority within. And I love that that is something that, you know, a tool that you're also teaching and offering as well. Um, yeah. Sorry if you wanted to speak into more of that otherwise. Yeah, no, just, just really reiterating how important that is. Yeah. That piece around, because like, you know, if you've had sexual trauma, you're, you know, you're desperate to heal. And, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of women, it's like never had an orgasm or being able to experience pleasure. So it's like, you're willing to do anything. And so if there's this healer that presents, you know, like, oh, I can give you a yoni massage and everything will be fine. It's like, <laughs> often you're just like ready to do it, but it's like, yeah, because of the nature of that trauma, there often is the tendency to, if you had sexual trauma, to disassociate, so leave yeah. the body. So when you're, if you have that, the numbness is a, is a response of that. Then once you go into these sessions, it's like you might not even, you because of the disconnection between your yoni and, you know, what's a yes and a no, like you don't even know how to say no. what's happening and that was my experience as well I was yeah Yeah. at the start of the journey I was like yeah this is not right but I didn't know how to say no at the time you know and had to kind of learn the boundaries like the hard way but I don't impart that on anyone (laughs) yeah I was I similarly froze and I don't I didn't even realize like fully what and like really own what had happened for like months. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really the value in doing something like reading your book or working with you or working with me in that, like we've made these mistakes. I don't want any more humans or souls to go through like that sort of like learning the boundaries the hard way. And like, we're at that like really beautiful place in the evolution of our like intimacy and our sexuality and just like humanity in general, that there are a lot of growing pains and like figuring that out, but it's really just beautiful that we're putting the resources out there for people. And I really also loved what you said about just making like sex and like this energy more holistic. Like there's definitely been this over the last like 30 years, like excitement or maybe more than 30 years. I don't know, but like increasing numbers of people interested in like holistic modalities, but so few of them are truly holistic in that they also approach sexuality and like this space where you can be sexual and spiritual and sexual and successful and sexual and pure and innocent and beautiful and a bright light. Like that's just so powerful. So yeah. 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 I love that. And I think, and I feel that's, that's really the essence of it. And yeah, I really love how you embody that as well. The it's like the purity and the playfulness and the innocence around our sexuality, you know, cause that's what it is. It's like, like when I remember back to being, you know, six, five, six, like just so curious and it's like play and it's like joyful. And it's very light, but then the distortions, it just, of society and all the perversions and suppressions and shame just turns it into this like confusing taboo and in the shadows of society when it's not that at all it's very pure yeah and playful yeah uh I I totally agree I love that 
it's all divine play. It doesn't need to be so serious and it can be at times, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'd love to talk more about like what it really means to be a sex priestess. Like in your opinion, like is everyone capable of this? Like, why would you want to unlock this? I just want to hear more about that as well. Hello, lover. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you for your patience with this brief interruption as I ask for a quick favor. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to find it and more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. Thank you again. Take these couple of minutes to hit pause, write a quick review, and then let's get back to the episode. Yeah, well, I believe, you know, everyone is capable of unlocking this. I feel it's our, like, why we came here, you know, to evolve. So, you know, as I said, it's interchangeable with the, the term Tantra, which is the path of really unlocking your fullest potential, you know, Mm -hmm. so the path of the sex priestess, if you're called to, you know, self-development, like this really is the accelerated path. It's like purifying your vessel, your physical body, your emotional body, your energetic. And then once that vessel is clear, like starting to work with your sexuality and tap into that life force and learn how to harness that energy and circulate it through your body and once that's circulating like the living as a sex priestess you know is really just living at your full potential like your full creative potential like whatever you came here to do and once your sexual energy is unlocked that's your creative energy you know that's the rocket fuel to like propel you in that direction so I feel this is everyone's birthright it's just if you choose to accept that um, like listen to the call and take the, that leap of faith. So, yeah, so many modalities like start you up here, like, Mm. and work down, like they're working from the outside in, in terms of like beingness and how you're showing up and like working through the stuff. And I'm speaking kind of loosely and esoterically. So But to me, Tantra really starts at the root. Like, it's like, here's the energy that brought you into this world. And we're going to start there, which is really powerful because that energy touches everything because we're like all created by it. Everything around us was like either directly created by this energy or created by someone or something created by sexual energy. So it's just, it really is that fast track and is so deep and intense and special and beautiful. And so when does your book come out, by the way? Um, on the 22nd of Feb. Okay, cool. So yeah. I will do my best to align the release of this with the the launch as well. Um, and that, that shouldn't be an issue, but that's really soon. So that's so exciting. And is it mainly geared towards women? Um, yeah. Yeah, a few guys have asked me this actually, like if they can read it. And I, I say, no, like, why not? You know, like I've read, you know, all of like David Data's books, Towards Men, and yeah. a few other books. Like, I love reading books for men because it helps me understand men more and my own inner masculine. So I feel that 
for men, definitely they can read it to understand more about the feminine and understand more about their own inner feminine and the concept of inner union. Um, yeah. And just some of the foundations of Tantra, you know, are really covered in there. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd also be curious. I, I do the same thing as well, by the way. I also read yeah. like the multi-orgasmic man and like all of the, for like the dudes, um, as a sex priestess, you want to lock it down on all the, on all the perspectives. But, uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on how a man can support a female partner or a partner in general, really just in like embodying her sex priestess or like opening up into that. Mm. Yeah, I feel, you know, what I've seen a lot of the time is um, with couples that have been together for a while, you know, maybe they got together really young and then, you know, in their 30s, the woman usually has this spiritual awakening and she starts to go down this path and the guy's like, everything's fine. Like, why do we need to (laughs) change anything? (laughs) So I think it's just understanding like life evolves and the feminine is always seeking to kind of grow and evolve and move forward. And, um, I feel if, if a man can understand that, like I feel as women, we kind of lead in that, in that realm, you know, like the unseen realms, the spiritual realms. And then I feel the masculine is more leading like in this material realm and anchoring a lot of these mystical things into this dimension. So understanding like by surrendering to that part of your woman is actually going to help you evolve as a man. And if you go on that journey with her and I mean, you don't have to like do the exact same things, but just at least support her and not feel it's like, because I think a lot of the time the man, what I've seen in a lot of couples I've coached is the men's, it triggers him because he's worried once she becomes her full sexually empowered, liberated self, she'll leave him like that's usually what the man is like don't change I don't want you to leave me you know and so it's like he's got to face off with that you know abandonment would it that could happen but like more than often it doesn't if he supports her yeah yeah exactly whereas if he's like resisting it that will probably push her away you know Yeah. I think that the masculine can inherently sense the power that is like, like blooming as women are stepping in to their full sexual power into their sex priestess. And it's a lot, it's a lot, there's a lot of power there and that can be super threatening, especially as coming from a society that's been conditioned to like fear this energy for centuries as a way, in my opinion, to like control us and to like keep us, you know, outsourcing our authority. Right. And so for them, for men, they can feel that. And it, and it's really an opportunity to consider like, where is that fear really coming from? And to consider the potential of like evolving together and leaning in to me is like really the highest, the highest good, the highest possibility, the highest truth, highest timeline. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the more your woman is in her fullest expression, like the more power you receive as the man, you Mm -hmm. know. But if you're trying to squash your woman, like you're not going to be as strong as a man. Like you might feel this false sense of power because you're 
pushing down someone, but that's not true power, you know? So realizing like that, yeah, as your woman is in her fullest, you get to step into your fullest masculinity and yeah, everyone, everyone wins. <laughs> everyone wins. Um, with that being said, I, I know that you work with men as well as women, which I think is super rad. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of women out there teaching, like step into your sexual power. And I, that's amazing. And there's not a lot like that are really actively giving men a lot of resources from like the feminine perspective. So I love that. I know that you're just starting a program sex God. I'd love to hear more about like, what is a sex God? What does that mean? How do you support people in that sort of container or way? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been working with men like on and off for the past, maybe like I started um, maybe seven years ago, six years ago, doing more like hands-on, you know, like body work, doing tantric uh, massage and priestess initiations, like in-person sessions, like how to practice for a couple of years. And then I kind of went more towards the women. Um, I just felt, yeah life was calling me to work with the women for a while and then I kind of have gone back and forth with men and now I don't do the hands-on work it's more just um these sort of online coaching containers and one-on-one clients but this program is sex god I feel it's like the counterpart to sex priestess you know so it's like to me it's like the sex god the intention that myself and Amy Ann I'm co-creating it with another tantric sister um, our intention is really to elevate men, you know, into their highest and help them understand the power of their sexuality and how to harness that power and channel that, you know, into their mission, into their creativity and elevate their relationships with women by, yeah, learning from women, you know, healing some of their feminine wounds um, their mother wounds by working with the feminine as the mirror. This I feel is important for men to do just like us, you know, as women, like for me to heal my father wounds, like I've always see, sought out male coaches to have that reflection it just seems to work better. Um, so this program is really about, yeah, helping the men deep like connect deeper to women like enhance their relationships and then learn how to bring in some of the foundational tantric practices of sublimation and um, like semen retention and circulating that like transmuting their sexual energy so it's yeah it's going to be deep yeah I feel like that's what every man wants to be is the sex god (laughs) I love that you call it that that's amazing yeah yeah beautiful and what other ways so you have this book obviously which is amazing I'm curious to hear like how else you're and you, you spoke as well into like how you're supporting men in this container but I'm just curious what other like things do you do do you offer that individuals might be interested in like how is this showing up today your work Yeah, so it's just the online containers for now. And actually from the book, um, I'm going to be creating like temple experiences as part of like the book launch. So it's going to be like 
like a party, but more like a temple, kind of like a temple night merged with like a conscious strip club cabaret merged with an epic party (laughs) all around celebrating this liberation of feminine eros and men coming to the party and receiving that activation. Just we're going to have some performances and um, different artists performing and dancing and um, some workshop kind of things. So I'm really wanting to move into that kind of way of healing this year like writing off the book you know yeah yeah, so that feels like this year's focus that sounds super fun where are you intending to do those the launch and other things yeah the first one's going to be in Tulum in the end of March and then from there potentially the next one will be in Greece and um yeah I'm just gonna like let it unfold but those two are the first ones that have been like, yes, like unfolded and felt amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I love it. Cool. Um, I'm feeling like really good about our conversation and what we've talked about. I'm curious if there's anything else that you want to share about the book or otherwise, um, maybe people that like are feeling a little bit of that, like excitement about working in this space, but are like, Oh, it feels a little edgy. Like, what would you say to someone like that? Mm, Yeah, I feel, you know, yeah, often what's like what we're resisting is always going to persist and what you judge is always going to follow you. So, you know, just listening to that and just trusting like the time is going to be right, the right person will come, you know, whoever you resonate with as many practitioners now. But for women, I feel especially it's important to start the process, this this path with women, you know, and like I offer like um, online courses that are very like introductory self-pleasure and basic tantric practices that you can do like guided in your own home, own privacy. So, you know, there's so many different ways to start the journey and yeah just sitting with that discomfort and knowing that like on the other side that there's just so much expansion and your life will change for the better (laughs) yeah absolutely like I feel like to me that discomfort or that edginess is like part of you trying to keep you safe which is amazing and great and it doesn't need to take the driver's seat in this case Um, I definitely second the, like really working with yourself and or working with women at the beginning, like as a feminine embodied individual, like I definitely was like super called to work with men at the beginning of my practice. And in some ways I I did that, like I would share it with partners that I loved and trusted, not being super like outspoken about what I was doing, but that felt really good for me. But um, yeah, I just think that like, that's a really good point to draw in is like really working with the relationship with yourself and maybe considering working with feminine or women in the space um, before like working with the male practitioners and then coming from a place of like high discernment as well. I really resonate with that. Um, Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and I also think it's important to really to like tie us back to where we started. You had said about your journey that it like found you 
And I think that there's like something to be said, if you're listening to this podcast episode that like it's finding you now and you get to kind of follow that thread at your own pace and just let it unfold in the way that it's meant to. Um, and there's lots of ways that you can ensure feeling like a safe, regulated expansion as well. So, yeah, yeah. It's so important that it's like, yeah, that, you know, you don't want to be like staying so safe that you're just stagnating, but it's like not pushing yourself to 10 X. It's just maybe going like two X to start, you know, it's like increments, like a little bit outside the zone of comfort where you're actually like growing, but not like re-traumatizing yourself by going too far and just having trust in yourself that you will choose the right, you know, path and teachers. And yeah, sovereignty is huge. (laughs) Yeah. I think what can happen is like moving too fast or even just like not even having stepped into the space before, but having some level of like sexual trauma can cause us to just like completely turn off the light of that energy. And that is a real disservice. Like there's so much, like once we learn to differentiate between like, what is my boundary and what is my edge? What is my edge where there's an opportunity for expansion And there's an episode of the podcast where I talk all about that. If people are interested in feeling into like the edge versus the boundary, um, that's, you can find a lot of magic once you kind of begin to like learn that differentiation and trust yourself to, to push the edges and uphold the boundaries at the same time. So beautiful. So I just have a couple of last questions to ask. Um, do you have anything you want to add before I go into those? No, I'm, I'm ready for the questions. Okay, cool. So the first one is just a bonus question that I ask all my guests. What awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? Mm, I mean, it's always dance for me. Just putting on like, I've got so many hours and hours of playlists of sex. I've got a whole playlist called pure sex chill dub and I'll just put that on and just start moving my body and I just feel like that's just like a self-pleasure session in itself dance and also being in nature yeah yeah I definitely (laughs) (laughs) I definitely resonate with those um I mean dance is amazing because you're incorporating sound breath and movement all at the same time which are like the three basic tools of tantra so I love that and then yeah nature is such a a grounding yummy way to be present. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. And where can listeners find you and or support you? Where can they buy your book? All that stuff. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is at tantric alchemy official and my book is going to be available on Amazon across all platforms, but I'm going to have it just on my website, which is www.tantricalchemy.com met okay sweet amazing so i'll also obviously link all that in the bio for the listeners to find but i just want to say thank you again nadine for joining me today and i also want to express my gratitude to the listener thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality with so much gratitude and love have a sexy and spiritual day and i'll catch you next week on talk tantra to me ta-ta